Whew. So on my piece of paper here, I don't know what you wrote on yours. But I continue to have to surrender me. Constantly. And I'm able to do that when I'm around others that know me. And that I've given permission to say, man, I need you to point out whatever in my life that you see me operating in a blind spot. And for, for most of us, we're just, if we're real raw, rigorous, honest about it, we're just not willing to do that. It's hard. You know? It's the great me. How dare you say anything? It's, it's the great me. It's Bibbo. Don't say anything to me. But we need that, right? And we need that transparency. And so just kind of an overview of the next few weeks and going into months, we're just going to really concentrate on helping each other live a life that I see in the book. To live a life that, that, that people definitely see when they go to a third world country. And so many times for us in, in this westernized way that we've started living out Christ, it just doesn't match when you get on a plane and go over water and land. And some of the cliches that we say here, they just don't fit over there. And so what we're saying is we want to strip all of that back. We want to strip all of that away. And we want to live as close as we can to the guys that we see in first century. The ones that when there was 120 in a room, scared to death. Scared to death when you see them in Acts. Because see, their buddies were getting slaughtered. They were getting killed. They had just seen a Messiah not only get killed, but resurrected. But they still didn't know what that meant for them. So they're hiding. But they know the promise is coming because Jesus is a promise keeper. <laughs> and so the very one that said no to the people three times is the very one that Jesus said, make sure Peter knows. Find him. And so I can relate to the fact of saying no or jumping over these fences that I said I'd never jump over before because I would live in my isolation. And these guys learned real quick that we got to stay together. We got to strip everything away. We can't hide anything. We can't fake anything. I got to be with this 120 now more than ever because our lives depend upon it. And we believe that Jesus is who He says He is. And not only that, when I believe that, then I believe I am who Jesus says I am. Now, gang, that bunch didn't have this. They didn't have that. They had just had the Holy Spirit of Christ blown into them. Languages were being spoken. Miracles, signs, wonders. It was all in awe of Jesus Christ. Not them. Not the great me. Their lives constantly pointed to Jesus. And this guy named Peter all of a sudden wants to get up and go out and start proclaiming who Jesus Christ is. And when he does, he's looking, and if I was in the bunch, I'd be a bit wide-eyed. I'd be punching some guys and going, are you kidding me? Uh, Peter, uh, there, 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 there's 3,000 people coming. 3,000. So their numbers went from 120 to 3,120. Just like that. 
And yet we see in Acts, go to that, go to Acts chapter 2. It's one of the verses that just really caught my attention when I first started um, walking in this life of mask-free, learning why I was doing things, the things that I was doing. So this is in Acts, it's chapter 2, starting in verse 42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Gang, I believe what we just did, I believe that the guys did it all the time. So check this out. You're, you're part of the group. You're part of the 120. Now you're part of the 3,120. You're part of Paul's gang. You're part of Peter's gang. You're hanging out and you've split up and you've gone to the ends of the earth to spread the incredible good news of Christ. What were their conversations like? As they are going. Can you imagine? As they are walking to the city, you know, and, and, and the conversation would be maybe something like this would be, hey, where are you headed today? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Ephesus. Really? <laughs> Ephesus? Dang, dude, you better be ready. You better be ready when you get up there. You prayed up? And I believe they covered them in prayer before they headed out to go to the place that for some of them probably had never been before. And so you get into a city that maybe you've never been to before and you're going to start teaching them about Jesus Christ. How? You see, these are the landmine questions that I want to lay in your lap tonight. Because see, over the course of the next weeks, months, years, what our desire has been, will be, always will be, is that, that you're that person. And for most of you in this room, you are that person. And it doesn't happen in this setting. It happens in your living rooms. It happens around coffee shop tables. It happens in bleachers at soccer games, baseball games. It happens sitting on the sidelines watching gymnastics, dancing. It's wherever you go and, and watch because this is what they were doing. So we'll pick it back up. It says in verse 43, this deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Guys, you're doing that. I'm not necessarily selling stuff. The closest I get to selling anything is having a yard sale. It's stuff I don't want. <laughs> right? But I heard this week of a fella that sold stuff so he could get on a plane and go to Africa. He sold his stuff. Now that's God blowing DNA into him and saying, I want you to go to Africa. Right? 46. They worship together at the temple each day. Look at all the places, gang. So let's just pretend this is our temple. Okay? We're worshiping. Met in homes. For look, the Lord's Supper. Isn't that fun? I would love for each home for this week to have the Lord's Supper in your home. Break bread, man. 
Before you have your meal, break the bread of Christ and remind one another why you've said yes to Him. I believe those were conversations that were had as they were going. And all the while, 47, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who are being saved. Okay? You've heard us say it here. This is a blast. It really is. It's a lot of fun. I absolutely love you. But what I love more is watching you out there. And then seeing you come back in here, get filled back up just a little bit because, see, our feeling has to be constant with one another. All right, so here's some more questions. And on these questions, I'm going to ask for a little bit of response. So you hang tight here. Go back over to the left side of the book, over to Matthew. So we've seen the result of believers coming together, and, and really you can sum it up and say wherever they are, they're worshiping. Wherever they are, they're worshiping. Whether they're in their home, whether they're at a baseball game, whether whatever they are, they're worshiping. And they're worshiping Jesus. And they were doing so much so that at one point we got kicked out of the temple. And so it drove us all back to our homes. Alright? Listen to what Jesus says, right? Some of the last words He said, it's Matthew 28. It's verse 19. Matthew 28, verse 19. He says, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Why did he say that? You can respond. Why did he say go and make disciples? What do you think? Did y'all hear that? If they held it into themselves, it wouldn't go on. Okay? Reproduction. Huh? Reproduction. Reproduce. Reproduce other lovers of Christ. What else? What would they teach them? If they were, we remember in Acts, we saw that they were devoted to teaching the apostles' teaching. What were they teaching? Forgiveness. Now you're going. Forgiveness. Jesus. If someone came up and said, hey, why Jesus? What do you say? He's the only way. Alright. Way to where? Remember, we're going to a people that, that to heaven. Alright? Security. What else? Why did Jesus say go and make disciples? To tell the Gentiles? To tell who? To tell everyone? Why? Why is it such good news? It's freedom. Freedom from what and who? From the law. Law, self, what else? What'd you put on this paper? Self will. Could it have been that that's how they started teaching? 
What's holding you back, brother? What's just absolutely got you gripped? What do you hate being? What do you wish you'd never do again? How would you like to see your life lived out? I got great news for you. And the guy stepped into Ephesus and said, Man, I got great news for you. I've got the deliverer. I've got the Prince of Peace. I've got the one that is living, resurrecting life in me. You want him? You want him? Amen. Gang, you don't have this. Look at here's some more. You, now your now your motors are starting to, to chime in. How do you think Paul or Peter or the disciples would have reacted to this question? You want to go to church with me? Yeah, who just said that? What? That's right, Dax. What's church? Church? What's that? Go. Go to church. We are ecclesia. What, what do you mean? We're we're here. <laughs> the church has arrived. We're the body of Christ. <laughs> Where am I going to go? Why can't we do that here? You starting to get it a little bit? So now here's what I want you to think about. Why do most people ask someone to go to church with them? They want them to hear about Jesus. All right. They care about their salvation. Yeah, they care about their salvation. They want them to hear about Jesus. Come to my barn. You know, it takes the burden off of me. Ah, uh, takes the burden off. Do you hear that? It takes the burden off of me. Come to my barn. Let me let the paid guy give you the info. <laughs> what else? Give a better understanding. Better understanding. Amen. Maybe share the community that they've experienced. Yes. Share the community. What else? Why would you want someone to walk into this place? To see how church is different. To see how it's different. Broken people help broken people. There you go. Broken people helping broken people. What else? Fellowship. Fellowship. You're on it. Bingo. Bingo. Hey, I, what else? Come on, keep it coming. Come on. Why do you ask people into your home? Is it the same motive? Safe. Safe. What? Are, they're for us. Absolutely. What else? Peace doesn't feel threatening. No more. You and family, bro. Right? As soon as you walked in the door. You brought up a good point. I would ask somebody to come to church and my pastor and I'd ask them into my home. Yeah. How come? That, and those are the things that you get to dissect because see, all of us, how many of us want to be loved, accepted, and known? All right. There's one in there at times I think we take off the board. I believe we want to be loved. I believe we want to be accepted. But sometimes we just don't want to be known. 
And so the mask comes on. I'm going to let you love and accept whatever I want you to see and how I want you to see it, and I'll manage that. And then when we go home, we're so malnourished because our heart never received any love. And so what we're saying as a group here, let's live this thing out raw. Let's just be, let's just be daring as we have been for five years and say, you know what, we're going to keep throwing open the doors of our home. We're going to keep on opening up coffee shops. We're going to keep on sharing ourselves. And we're going to do it in such a fashion that it brings all glory to Jesus. People know where to go when their life trips upside down because you have determined in their life and the how that you live that you're safe. Way to go. And so what does that mean for us? Well, I think there's been a few words that have been overdone. Now, this is just Bivo. Alright? I believe these words like mentoring, accountability, even discipling have been way overused and most of the time I think when people get into gatherings like this and they hear those words, they blank out. I do. I check out. Check, please. But the one thing that we don't check out on is doing life with one another. I need you to know me. I need to know that you're a safe place that when our life gets crazy, and it does, I can come to you. And the only way I'm ever going to find that out is to continue to lay myself out there and see who can handle it. And guess what's going to happen, gang? When you continue to lay yourself out there, some can't handle it, it's going to hurt like crazy. But that's the only way you're going to find out. Now we understand why Jesus had to come blasting out of the tomb. Him within. i got to keep dying to myself. i got to keep picking up my cross. I'm going to keep living in this resurrected life. I'm going to keep sharing what I'm sharing. And I'm going to keep loving the way I know how to love with the Him flowing through me. I'm not going to fake it with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be honest with you. And we're going to live it wide open. And we're going to have a blast doing it as we do it. Last thing. So what does that mean for the next few weeks? Well, we're going to be very intentional. We're going to help you. Alright? We're going to create lists. Remember, Jesus said go. Well, we're going. If you're willing. If you are wanting to be in a group. Now, you've got to follow me. If you're wanting to be with people. If you're wanting to be with others that want to live raw <laughs> then we've got a sheet for you and what that looks like is that you're going to get to determine what your little group starts to look like say if you want it to be specific on your, your common purpose in coming together would be how to serve I'm going to use you for an example is that okay that that you want to help Rochelle and others uh, and Pierce, if he's in here, they go and feed folks here in Murfreesboro. If you want your common purpose to be something like that, what has God blown into your DNA that when you get up in the morning, you can't help but think about it? That you can't, there's no way that they're not going to get on a plane and go adopt kids. I believe it with everything in me. I've had enough conversations with them. They'd fill this room up. 
<laughs> they would. Joey's over there going, please, man, come on. <laughs> I love them too, huh? <laughs> We're broke. <laughs> There's no way that Elliot's not going to go get on a plane. He's going to go teach freedom and grace. And quite honestly, that's the only way these third world countries are going to survive is through the gospel of Jesus Christ and them learning how to start loving one another. That's the only way. That has to be first. So if you want to be that, then I've got a list. You just put your name on there and then you put the day and the time and kind of what, some comments on it. And we're just going to start slowly piecing this thing together. If you'd be willing to open your home, you put that on there. If you don't want to open your home, put that on there. But that you want to meet. You find me, I've got the little spreadsheet here. We're going to continually make that available. Okay. Next week, over the course of weeks, you're going to see Dotson and Jordan. They're going to give you ways how, what have helped for them. And how they live life with people. And so we're just going to keep throwing people up here and at you to let folks give you examples on what that looks like and what that feels like. Isn't that, y'all in? Y'all want some of that? You want a whole lot of that? Me too. And Falk's going to come up and be Joey. Look at him. He's just, look at there. There ain't no way you can't smile when you see that boy. The one thing I would like, and I don't have it yet, I don't have it, I've been praying about it, I would love for some women to be able to share what they, what that looks like for them. Okay, so if there's some ladies that would love to be able to do that here in a few weeks, I'd love to chat with you. There is no refuge without you. You are the safe place. I'm honored to be with you. I look forward to this journey. It's going to be crazy cool. We prayed this morning, Deb and I, as we close, that uh, there's a lot of joy waiting on us in 2016. There's a lot of pain waiting on me. There's a lot of sorrow. There's a lot of celebration. There's a lot of triumph. And I don't know when it's going to come, but it's all coming. But I do know that the Christ within us holds us secure through all of those and helps us march through every piece of it. Right? So that's what we're going to celebrate when we, when we close tonight and participate. If you've said yes to Jesus, ma'am, you the, the bread and the cup are there. Um, I would like for someone to just kind of hold it up here, just do it different. Would you do me a favor? Would you hold the cup? He's like, man, that shit was not <laughs> <laughs> But gang, this is the piece of it. I'll one more you to death. This is the discipling piece of it. If, if we don't ever allow folks, you just come over here and stand and you'll hold this one the food. I'm going to coach you up on what to say. Alright? Look, it's, it's as we go, right? It's as we go. I'll take that one. <laughs> I'm going to double dip her tonight. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Hey, look. Look. The first century guys had to throw themselves into situations that they did not want to. All the more reason to show a world that the hymn within moves through us. It's as we go that we teach life and then that book starts coming alive. The words start just bouncing off the page and going, wow, that's incredible. All right, so as you come up, you're going to hear him say, the body of Christ given for you. Okay? The body of Christ given for you.
the blood of Christ given for you as you dip. That's what they're going to say. And as you participate in that, you are celebrating the fact that Jesus Christ is alive in you. Right? All right. Now, one more thing. It's 5,000 degrees in this place. It's hot, isn't it? It's the Spirit of y'all moving in here. I heard that. Yeah. Last thing. I want someone to pray that's never prayed in a public setting. Is there anyone in the room that's never prayed in a public setting that would be willing to? Let this be your safe place to do it. This is discipling. This is mentoring. This is all those words that most of the folks glaze over. It's doing life. Anyone? I'm going to wait on you. There's some, in a room this size, there's somebody. In within, Mom.